I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susan. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And I'm JT Timmons. <laughs> that was so creepy. Ooh, why? <laughs> why? Why does it have to be creepy? He's like, hello, uh, I'm JT. <laughs> I'm JT. <laughs> 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 I got the biggest ick right there. I was just like, um, anyways, now that JT has thoroughly disgusted me. Um, it's my job. I'm your husband. Ick. So. I don't think you understand the husband's job. <laughs> Maybe we need to reevaluate this. Um, but anyways, uh, so we are going to be talking about probably one of the most haunted universities in the United States. The, oh, yeah. The Savannah College of Art and Design, uh, which is my alumni. JT went there for his master's degree. Chris did not go there, but he lives no. in Savannah, and it's practically the camp. Forever, yeah. <laughs> it's the campus of SCAD, who is Savannah. So, Absolutely. Um, so we're going to talk about that. But first, we do have some patrons to thank. Yes, yes, yes. We have some new patrons to para thank. Junkies. Pa yep. Para junkies. Para junkies. Every single time I'm looking at, I'm looking at total patrons, and then I say the word. I don't know. It's just a thing I do. Anyway, all right. I know. <laughs> Emily V. Natalie Nicole, Megan Baker, and Ashley Blackman, thank y'all so much. We really, really, really appreciate you. This is how we continue doing what we do. So, like, when you become a Para Junkie and you join the Para Junkie fam, not only are you supporting us, but you get a bunch of cool stuff. Tell them what they get. Yes. You get a lovely exclusive episode all the time um, from us. We make random episodes that we find that our Para Junkies really enjoy. Um, um, also, you get ex uh, exclusive early access to these episodes, so JT edits them, put, puts them up on uh, Patreon immediately, so you get it sometimes a week in advance. Um, also, you get a secret shop with fun merch that only para junkies can get. You can also get... Um, uh, discounts on our regular merch, like the shirt that I'm wearing. Stay spooky, y'all. Um, all of those fun things. So if you want to get... We and we get to know you. Yes, we, like, we talk to them all the time. Absolutely, like like we have some really incredible pair of junkies. Like it's very true. really incredible. Um, you know, we got some Madison fans. We got some Chris Fan super girls. fans. Yeah. Fan girls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but anyways, uh, but yes, thank you guys uh, who do support us on Patreon. Yes. And if you want to become a para junkie, you can find us there on uh, Patreon under the Savannah Underground. And to all of our current para junkies, we love you. Yes. So let's go ahead and dive into SCAD. Um, so if you're not familiar with SCAD, um, it is a university focused on art and design, obviously by its name. 
Um, but it's, it doesn't have a campus. So basically what the school did is they bought a bunch of buildings around the downtown area of Savannah and turned them into dormitories, into, um, school buildings, into administration buildings, uh, all sorts of things. So when you buy up half the city of Savannah, you know, of course you're going to get a haunted building or two. Um, I went there as a performing arts major. And of course the building I was in did have its own spirit. Yeah. Do you, you said a haunted building or two? Don't you mean a haunted building or like 90? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you, when you buy a, a building in Savannah, one of them. We, has something. we bought it, we bought a house and we bought a ghost too. Like it's I'm not so kidding. True. Oh, like, yeah, we no, did that. Real estate people should just you know, go ahead and, and tell you right up. Yeah, you know. And and in Savannah, if you don't have a ghost in your house, you are second-class citizen. It's, it's like, so true. You don't have a ghost in your house? Oh, bless your soul. No ghost? <laughs> well, but, you're not coming to the potluck. <laughs> not the potluck. The, um, but yes, uh, so one of the, the first places I'll tell y'all about is a personal experience that I had in Kreitz Hall, which is the Performing Arts Building. Um, basically, that building used to be, from what I can tell, like a cotton warehouse. That is correct. Or, um, yeah, <laughs> if you can't read it on the side of the building, it's printed still on the building. So Thank God, it's really cool. Uh, it is. It's a very cool building. If they erase that, I'd be so I know. pissed. I know. So, interestingly enough, um, there's a basement in that building, and it's so creepy uh, because it has no windows, obviously. It's a basement, um, but it's all brick walls. And they didn't, everything else in the building, it's very colorful, it's very like fun and interactive and things like that. Not the basement. They basically put um, all the music stuff in the basement. Uh, so your rehearsal spaces for um, music with like, you know, pianos and stuff like that, that was down there. I would take vocal lessons. So I would be down there at least once or twice a week. And that basement always gives you the heebie-jeebies. So heebie-jeebies. Yeah. <laughs> because it's dark and there's, uh, it's a long hallway and there's just like a quick turn that you can take. So I always would be down there uh, because I would hold my rehearsals down there a lot. I directed a lot of musical kind of stuff uh, while I was at SCAD. And so we would have rehearsals down there. I'd be the last one down there. And I'd come out and I'd see something dart across the hallway. And I would see this every single time I was down there. And then I would hear a little which is like pitter-patter, you know, uh, for those of you who couldn't hear that or aren't watching on YouTube. But um, basically, I'd hear the pitter-patter and then I'd see something run across like to that uh, closed-off area yeah. where the vending machines were. And I'm like, that's really weird. And so eventually I uh, was like, is that a child? Because it <laughs> looks like it looks like a child. And I'm like, who brought their kid down here? You know, and that's not to say that there aren't students who have kids and like, you know, I'm like, maybe somebody is in rehearsal and they weren't watching their kid and their kid found their way down here. But I'm like, it was every single night and it did the same exact thing. And so I would follow it. I would like, I'd see it run in that area. You either hit a, a wall or you go up through the stairway. Um, and that door to go to the stairway is really loud. So I'm like, it must, whoever it is must be down here, you know, in that little corner because I didn't hear the door open. I would have heard it. And I go over there and there's no one there. And then eventually I would just be like, okay, well, you know, it's probably just ghosts, whatever, you know, no big deal. Uh, but one day I'd be going to my voice lesson, which was on the opposite of the hallway. And this time 
I would see it come from that crevice that I usually would watch it run off to, and it would start walking towards me while I like was Ooh. going down <laughs> into my my Bruh. voice lesson. So I was like, okay, wow. uh, and I run into um, my voice teacher's room, and he's like, oh, you're early, hello, and I was <laughs> like, uh, I'm sorry, there's a ghost <laughs> in the hallway. And he's like, yeah, that's the little girl. She she's just down here. She doesn't really do much. She just kind of runs up and down the hallway because he's like. He he was just so used to it because he was just one of the dungeon yeah. music teachers. So <laughs> one of the dungeon music teachers. <laughs> so, he was just- so so my my main question is is you're never like you you almost don't acknowledge ghosts like to a certain degree you acknowledge them but you don't you you're never like like this is a very interesting story for me to hear because like you know we're driving and you're like a ghost and I'm like what yeah. you no know, do you see that ghost you know we're walking like you see that that's a spirit and I'm like huh, I don't see anything <laughs> and um you know but but this you've like you've paid a lot of attention to it and it sounds like at first you didn't you didn't recognize it as a ghost like you almost always do with dead things is there a reason for that um well I was 19 when this happened so I feel like my abilities weren't as clear as they are now okay Um, yeah that makes sense that makes sense. so you know it's very it's a very different um experience and I think too I had a hard time when I was like, you know, early on in college because I was not super comfortable being on my own in general. Uh, so I didn't want to acknowledge a ghost being in like a safe sure. place, like a school. And I'm like, oh God, they're here too. You know, cause I had already <laughs> had experiences in my dorm room, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but I was like, oh, this, the, the buildings should be fine. Yeah. No. And so, and, <laughs> no. and I just thought it was weird that I saw it every single night, which made me pay attention to yeah. it more because it, I was down there every night. So I was like, it's weird that it's happening every single time. I'm the only one in here. Absolutely. So, and then I didn't like that it followed me. And then it, after that experience, it never tried to follow me again, but it would do the same thing. Just like, boop, 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 boop. Run to the corner. What did it do? Boop, 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 boop. Okay. Yep. So I, I've heard the girl, the little girl story several times, and I've, I've worked in Christ a lot over the years. Did you? Yeah. You've done everything. Yes. <laughs> well, He's a man uh, of mystery, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> so um, one of the interesting things was uh, identified as a little girl. People talk about it all the time. Hard to fit, pin down why. Uh, why it was, but um, I had a friend, and I, it was like 2005, 2006, who uh, relayed a story of being like the last one in the hall and coming out, and she was walking down the hall, not towards the elevator, but away from the elevator, walking down the hall, and something brushed the top of her head. <laughs> she just felt it, like, like it, and it was such a very like distinct, she walked under something that was hanging. Oh. And so she looks up, and what she reported was uh, a girl doing the dead man float, like in water, but above her, like just floating. And and she, she the foot of the girl brushed the top of her head. And so I went looking, and it turns out that that building at one point had a terrible flooding issue, <gasps> where when oh. when the when the rainy season came, the basement would full, would literally fill with water. It still does. And, and yeah, well, <laughs> well, without a real drainage situation, yeah. there was a period of time when it was a warehouse that the basement became kind of unusable for storing things. And the story that came from that was uh, one of the childs of, of the owners of the company or something of that nature would just play in the 
you know, in the building. It was, it was her playground. And she'd run all around. She'd have all this fun. But one day, one of these flash floods. And in Savannah, and in the 90s, it was very obvious. The, the, the flash flooding of Savannah was intense. About 3 o'clock every day in the summer, the rain would come, and you could not navigate Savannah. You couldn't drive through it. Sure. Um, my sister lost a pickup truck. Like, she was driving no a way. pickup flooded? truck. flooded? And it, it flooded. It went under the water. Uh, and she, and it died, and and she could not get it to to come back. She, Just Jin He, yeah. Oh wow! And and it was like, geez, uh, the, the the flooding was bad. <laughs> but um, for as wet as it is in Savannah, it's kind of considered still a drought <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because there was a time when the rain would come, and from three to five, you just did not travel. Mm-hmm. You just hunkered down and said, "I'm not going anywhere." Um, but apparently, she was in the basement. The rains came, flooded the basement, and she drowned. Oh wow, that's creepy! That that the the brushing of the top that's, of the head. Rolls. I would have I lost like, my ever living mind, <laughs> and so I feel like that's why she didn't do that to me. Um, <laughs> well, and it, it was one of those things because most people see her running. Yeah, most people just catch her out of the corner of her eye and something like that. So yeah. so I it, when she when she told me the story, I was just like, that doesn't you know that's weird. It's strange. It's weird flex. Mm-hmm. What a, what a weird thing to yeah you know but you know uh, fascinating. But it didn't go with any other story that I had. So mm-hmm. when I went looking to see the history of the building, and mind you, I never found the girl. I never found a story of a girl dying. I never, you know, it, it was it was just layers of, oh, interesting. This yeah. building used to have such a flooding problem that they had to take the bottom floor and and basically make it useless because you can't keep your cotton yeah. where yeah. it's going to flood. So you know they they just sort of, and it used to be storage and sure. they're like well you're not going to store anything down there exactly <laughs> the, um- so there um, you know uh, I was thinking about moving on to the O house. But yes. did, would you have something else to say? Oh, you yeah. look like you or, have something else to say about Kreitz. Oh, no, not about Kreitz. So I was actually going to move on to O House no, move, move as well. Move on in. Let's uh, do it. Well, I was going to move on to O House, but I did want to say uh, my dorm story before we talk about O okay. House. Because, um, so everybody, when you come to Savannah, uh, everybody talks about O House. Uh, even if you didn't go to SCAB, because it's uh, really well talked about on tours and things like that, because it's extremely haunted. But what they don't talk about is their new builds. Uh, their new dorms that they <laughs> they have they have this like little colony over um, on the west side of Savannah. It was right not on like Bowser that. Street. Yep, uh, <laughs> yep, literally right by us. Um, and so I lived there before it became what it is now. Um, and I was there the first year that it was built. And I was like, eh, there shouldn't be anything in here. And I, I didn't realize that new buildings could be haunted um, at that point. But I don't think it is from something that we they built the building on. I think it's from something that my roommate brought in oh. uh, because I had a very bizarre roommate. Um, <laughs> so um, all classic uh, good college stories start right is this, there. Is this the one named after a state? After a state? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. No, gotcha. not her. Um, so basically the way the dorm- Oh, this roommate. Yes. I've heard about had, this roommate. I had a lot of them because for some reason this dorm didn't keep people long. They kind of, it was very transient, very yeah. weird. We, that's not the point of the story though. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Um, but the point being is that I had technically three roommates because it was two rooms um, and it was like suite style. So we had a living room and two rooms, two people shared each room. Um, so technically this was my suite mate, but 
Um, I knew who two of my roommates were going to be, uh, because we had, you know, decided before we got there that we were going to be roommates, but the third person that we were going to be roommates with, uh, she decided last minute, she was like, Hey, I found somebody else I want to live with. So I'm going to switch with somebody from their suite and she's going to live with you guys. And we're like, okay, cool, whatever. That's fine. Had no idea who this person was, didn't know anything about her. And, um, she, Basically, uh, she shows up, and I'll change her name for the context of the story just in case she watches this, but uh, basically, we'll call her um, Rebecca. If Rebecca watches this show, can we have her as a guest? <laughs> I highly doubt it um, because she left on very weird terms, so I okay. highly doubt that well, she watches if you, this. If you if you do watch it, Rebecca, please hit us up. Um, so Rebecca um, basically moves in. And we, like, uh, the three of us who knew each other, we were very excited to meet her. You know, we were very welcoming. We were like, hey, like, so nice to meet you. Like, I made her, like, a little welcome gift basket. She didn't say a word to us the entire time. She kind of just sat in her room and just, like, was putting up her, like, Godzilla dolls and things like that. Oh, I, I like her. Um, yeah. Well, she, she was interesting, but... I love Godzilla. Yeah, but she was putting up her Godzilla dolls and stuff. And we're like, okay, well, you know, like, if you want to talk to us later, like, we'll, we'll be here. Um... The first odd experience that I had was I was, uh, the first night that we were there, basically I was sitting in my room, uh, with the door open. I was doing my makeup, getting ready to go to dinner with my family. And she was the only other person in the suite and very loudly off her laptop. She was playing a video of how to properly decapitate a chicken. And I was like, it's easy. Right. <laughs> right. Why is that? Why do you properly? Have to, properly. <laughs> no, I think she just wants to watch a chicken get decapitated. It's real simple so, to cut a chicken's head off. So that was the weird thing, though, is that she, so that was the first odd thing. I was like, okay, she's into some different things. Cool. Whatever. Um, the next day, I walk into our bathroom and she has a dead bat draining blood into our shower. That's She's draining right. the blood into our shower. And I was like, hey, um, Rebecca, you know, like, totally fine if you have hobbies and whatnot. But, like, <laughs> can you not drain the blood in the shower? Because we only have one shower. Um, can you not murder bats, please? Yeah, Thanks. Well, yeah. And she was like, like I'm going to. Like, well, this the, is an animal, This is, like, bro. the third word she's said this entire time. And she's like. <laughs> I was going to hang it on my wall. And I was like, okay, well, you can drain the blood outside, you know? So that way it's... And so she got really upset about that. And she took the bat and stormed out of the room. And like... (laughs) (laughs) She snatches the bat and walks out. And then that same night, we walk in and she's playing with the Ouija board. And I'm like, okay, Rebecca. Um, I was like... Can you not do that in the space? Now you sound like a nagging roommate, though. I know. Well, that's the <laughs> it thing. Sucks. I, I know exactly. But I was like the the Ouija board thing. I was like, that's too far for me because I don't I don't like it. You know, like, and I don't care like whatever you want to believe. She's like, it's my spirit board. I'm like, it's definitely not. Um, <laughs> you're not talking to anything right. And she was, you know, at, and at first I chalked it up to being, she was from New Orleans. Like she, you know, was, I was like, maybe she, it's like a part of her practice or whatever. I was like, but it was weird because she didn't do anything else outside of these odd things. But then she would start to have these weird sleep, like, uh, like sleepwalking issues, but she would talk to you in her sleep. 
And so she would wake up in her sleep and stand over my friend Carla. um, And she would stand over her, who was sharing the room with her, and she would be like, Carla, Carla, wake up. And Carla would be like, "Uh, (laughs) why are you standing over me? And so, and she would tell her like, very odd things like my dad drags dead bodies out of the water back in New Orleans and her dad did work for the military. So I was like, maybe this is like a repressed memory or something that she has. But then she would start saying things to Carla about, you know, like very just odd things that she shouldn't be talking about and wouldn't be talking about any other time except for three o'clock in the morning. And so it became like a regular thing where eventually we were like, hey, you can practice whatever you want to practice, but you just can't practice it in the room because she was bringing out her Ouija boards. She was holding like mini seances where she would Mm. like candles and she would do like things like that as a witch. I'm like, that's not, you know, like a ritual of sorts. You're definitely trying to commune with spirits and I'm not okay with doing that in this situation just because I don't trust you. Um, but then she left because she got sick of us bothering her about the things that she was doing. And so uh, pretty much after that, though, we had never had a spirit like interaction. I had never had a spirit interaction inside this dorm whatsoever until she left. And then after she left, I would every night feel like somebody was standing on the outside of our doorway because I would see foots uh, like feet. Uh, like feet marks, like or like feet you know like i'd see like the shadow of the feet uh, because we kept the hallway light on and you'd see him walk from one end like out like past the door and then walk up to the door and just stand there bruh and it felt like somebody was trying to get in every single night and it was so menacing feeling uh, because it wasn't like you know, it wouldn't move. And then it, it felt like just like this big looming spirit. Mm. And then also we so would, she let something in. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Oh it's boy. like, I believe like from all the stuff she was doing and she might've done this on purpose. Cause I really pissed her off with like the bat thing. Um, but you know, it's like, I believe she definitely let something in because there was no activity in that room whatsoever until she left. And it didn't go away. It's the uh, don't feed the ghosts issue. You know, if somebody starts feeding a ghost, the ghost gets more and more powerful. But as long as you're feeding it, it's okay. If she stops feeding it, then the ghost becomes aggressive. It's looking for food. It's looking for the thing that was Mm -hmm. was feeding it. You know, um, and that is just having people arrive without really knowing each other. The spiritual energy that follows you may have nothing to do with your personality. It may just be something attached to you. But if it has friction with other people, because you hear this a lot, like in dorms and in situations where you're 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 forced to live with people that you don't yeah. really know, it can spark a lot of paranormal activity simply because there's friction between the spirits that you're carrying and the spirits that they're carrying. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Another weird thing too, though, is I had like a protection um, like thing that I had hanging on my wall and it was very solidly put in there and it was made of glass. So I wanted to make sure it wasn't going to fall. And one day I walked into my room after like having like felt the energy of whatever has been standing in front of my doorway and the amulet fell Oof. right off the wall like with so much force. Bruh. And so I was like, okay, that's great. And so I 
like I basically I, and after she left too, nobody could stay in that room. Like yeah, she for, probably messed that room up for like yeah. everybody. Oh, I was, sure. was just about to say that she, she just created a portal. Nobody, yeah. nobody yeah. stayed in that room for more than six weeks Goodness at a time. Gracious. It was a constant rotation of roommates. So, so, it was like, so, so this bat thing. Yeah. <laughs> where did, where did, did she have like a? Did she have a gun? She have like a twenty-two to ping a bat. No, I don't know how she got the bat. Like, for real, though, like, I have no idea where the bat came from. I mean, it must, from. she must have found it dead. I mean, you don't just kill a bat but unless you have a gun. Clean. Right? It right? looked clean. You it looked clean. It did. Catching bats is not get- nearly as difficult as you, you think it would be. Where would you I, catch a bat in Savannah? I wouldn't. Oh, by the way, for those of you who don't know this, Savannah is lousy with bats. Yes, it is. Savannah is a bat city. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But where do you, where are they? Apparently, you go so, to Moon River Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> um, you go by uh, lampposts oh. because the bugs will oh, come yeah. to the light. And you'll, you'll see them. And a lot of times you'll just think they're moths, but they're actually bats. Yeah. And uh, what you do is you, you throw a small thing up. Yeah, like it'll, an aluminum it'll, full. It'll, it'll, yeah. Yep. Chase it down. And as it gets close, you throw a towel on top of it. Yeah, gum. And then you yeah. take the towel and you just whack it, whack it, whack it. Yeah, it wasn't gory at all, though. It didn't look like. No, I would not. Yeah. I, I do not condone harming animals at all. She, no. she Especially was bat, bats. That's what the reason why like skeetos aren't you yeah. know is <laughs> they're, as they're, bad as they they're are. Literally here. saving yeah. our lives. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, bats. Seriously. Um. You know. And wow. It, that is crazy, Maddie. Yeah. It was just <laughs> that was my entry bonkers. to adulthood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you wonder, welcome to the adult world. <laughs> if you wonder why <laughs> I am the way I am, yeah. uh, that was a very shaping moment of my wow. life. <laughs> wow. Man. Man. Wow. Okay. But it definitely ruined something for all those kids that lived there afterwards. So, O House. Yeah, O House is notorious. This is the one. This is the first. And and this is the this is the ghost story I feel like everybody at SCAD knows. I mean, if you mm-hmm. don't know it, you're not in. I'm just kidding. No, no but no. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, it's it is a it is a very, very common uh ghost story in at SCAD, so I'm excited to tell the world about it and, you know, because it's, it's good. It's an interesting, um, like, building in general uh, because it's all open air. So it's kind of... A motel. It, it is. It well, was. it was a motel. Yeah, it was absolutely it, a motel. And they yeah. renovated it. Um, so <laughs> Ish. Ish, yeah, that's a, that's a good <laughs> that point. Is a, that is a janky, janky dorm. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but it's the weird thing about it is that every floor has its own ghost. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, why people tell the story so much because it almost gets worse as you go up. <laughs> it's like you start out. That's fair. That is, that is uh, I never really thought about it, but you're right. Yeah. It, they, they, they get worse as you go higher up. And, and, you know, because it was a motel, do you think that the majority of these, these ghost stories come from... Oh, 100%. The, the fact that it was a motel. Oh, God, Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially the ones that, that they've identified. Like, the ones mm-hmm. that people... Uh, you know, because the compulsory little girl ghost, yep. it was just the fourth floor, uh, is, is very much a girl who, according to legend and belief, uh, was the victim of a child killer. And wow. who was picked mm-hmm. out from the hotel, was literally Whoa. picked up and, and, and killed. Uh, and 
the, the <laughs> concept being she's looking for her family. She's 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 wow. she's trying to find that room, and there is a room that is specifically very haunted on the fourth floor with this this presence. Mm-hmm. And then um, at it, at the beginning, you start with the um, prostitute ghost, mm-hmm. which is just super simple residual haunting kind of stuff. You know, people hear the high heels clicking, and you know, sometimes smell perfume, perfume and right. like things like that. Really common you know especially for a motel i mean it's not out of the realm of possibility that a woman you know uh just frequented that motel because that was just uh, super accessible for her line of work you know and, but, and for y'all that want to come like come to savannah and see it it's uh it's oglethorpe and it's right by the civic it's center oglethorpe and Jeff- barnard barnard barnard, barnard. barnard yeah. and jefferson between yeah. Barner and Jefferson. That's exactly it. Yeah, you can't miss it. It's I, bright colors. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm gonna, when I upload this to YouTube, I am going to, in the tags, I'm going to put uh, SCAD new student orientation. So when people Google Good it, Lord. this comes up and we really... They can't we, stay we, there until their sophomore <laughs> year. So they've got time to find out. To, to, um, really, yeah. to really hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Basically, though, uh, you start out with that, and she's like super simple, residual haunting sort of stuff. Then you move up to the sphere that I always wanted. Um, I never lived at O House, but I did envy the people who had this spirit uh, <laughs> because she, I believe she might have been a spirit of a maid or like some, a very motherly kind of figure. Um, but she oftentimes would tidy things up in people's rooms uh, because there's like a really famous story of a student who, you know, uh, because SCAD stands for sleep comes after death. Um, so basically students will stay up all night working on their projects because oftentimes you have very elaborate projects that you have very little time to complete. Um, so the student was staying up all night working on something and fell asleep at their desk. And, that, and their desk was covered in art supplies and things like that. It was like super messy and whatnot. And when they woke up, everything was neatly ordered and put in little stacks and piles. Like somebody had, during the night, organized it for them. And you know, I was so jealous of that. I was like, wow, I want that, you know? You know what, the, you know... I don't know. You know what really strikes me about that story in particular is the fact that stories are spread usually when they're dark. We we know that, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, when yeah. someone's dead, Absolutely. when when something's standing in the corner or whispering to you from your bathroom. That is when stories are usually spread like wildfire. But I've heard this story and it makes you think, like, if it isn't true, why would someone make up a story about the ghost but that cleans your room? A lot right? of ghosts are mundane. So a lot mundane. of ghosts are, are very much just, you know, present. And so, yeah, you, you don't hear those stories. No. They're there. And, and people encounter them. Yeah. But because they don't do anything or what they do seems so small. Although, a, a ghost that moves objects will always... Score higher score on higher. the interest on the, <laughs> on the, yeah. on the on tellability. The, that means you know, oh, this ghost came in and uh, and and ma- made a cup of tea, or sure. you know, uh, moved a piece of furniture, or things like that. Regardless of whether or not it was a boogity boogity, it was definitely a uh, an instance of of high paranormal activity. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, think about it. Amongst college students, everyone's like, I want the. Yeah, I want the room. house cleaning ghost. Well, yeah, I got the looming oaf that stood at my doorway, and I'm just you did like get a looming oaf. And I'm just like, oh, my God. you married a looming oaf. I was Woo! just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm here. It, stuck it was around. me. It stuck around. <laughs> it stuck, stuck around. around. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I've stopped trying to scare Madison because there's just no way to do it. Yeah, unless no. you're unless you're gonna do the whole cheap like come out from behind the door, jump scare, jump yeah. scare, which which will scare anybody right yeah you know right. that would scare my grandfather who's a you know a military veteran did three tours of vietnam like you know like that would that's just not fair i've always i've tried to in the beginning of our relationship i've always tried to like freak you out and like be like oh what's that over there this that and the other you know uh and and kind of like paint pictures in your head like i did with my sister and that's why she's so damaged in that way and so like and and so it's just like i don't know like you i've just stopped trying to scare you well i mean after rebecca um leaving bleeding out animals in my shower nothing scares me yeah. <laughs> but you know um and the amount of the sheer amount of ghosts that i've encountered in my life oh, you yeah. Know, I, I, oh no, yeah no you're not gonna scare me um the uh, i'm the worst person to take to a haunted house because i'm just like looking at the monster makeup and i'm like oh my gosh it's so cool and they're like and i'm like no <laughs> you're, yeah. i'm like you're cute <laughs> you're cute but um so oh house but yeah oh house though and then you get up to where the uh serial killer child killer um is located and that's where things really get rough for people uh, because people have reported you know being scratched being uh bruised and like there is that room that that dorm room that never seems to stay occupied because people tend to move out immediately because the occurrences are too intense for them um so a lot of times it was in a dorm room yeah that's what oh my god you're awful exiled Exiled. Exiled. <laughs> you can leave now. You're so pleased with yourself. <laughs> but anyways, um, but yes. And so, that, the serial killer, child killer, layer, layered story. It's a layered story mm-hmm. because trying to figure out who he was in close proximity, um, it is believed that he was one of the inmates who died over on Oatland Island during the experimental uh, yellow fever uh, irradiation uh, uh, because he was he was a an inmate that volunteered to go and be medically experimented on sure and a handful of them died out on Oatland Island that's a totally different story too but um Did I tell you my Candler story about going to Candler? Yes, yes. yes. That yes. was him. Oh. Oh, that was him. Yes. Okay, okay. That w- according to legend. Sure, you know, sure. Because, again, it is hard to even figure out who this person is because you would think, child murder in Savannah, I should be able to just look that up. I should be mm-hmm. able to microfish that up. It's not, it, it's almost impossible to find. And the the concept and construct came from, like, an inmate who, not inmates, excuse me, a... Um, a intern, a person who worked at the hospital, okay, uh, telling the story of because uh, apparently the way he killed children was he crushed them, he like <laughs> hugged them until they died. Wow, you know, and uh, this person who worked at the hospital at the time that the man died stated that one of his coworkers died in the night, and it was supposedly he was crushed to death. Oh my lord! And they were like. Nobody knows how it happened. Nobody knows what happened. But, Jeez. you know, his ribs were broken. <laughs> he was, you know, something had just squeezed him so hard wow. that, he, he, that he passed in, in his bed. Yeah. So, you know, what, when, when was the, the child killed? 50s, I believe. Uh, okay. So it would, have been, it would have been before Samuel Little. 
Absolutely. visited Savannah. Yes. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking like, you know, you know how like Bundy, you know, uh, hmm. tried a kid right at the end. So the, the whole reason why all the evidence kind of points to this one guy, because yeah. again, we don't have an answer. It's sure. just the story that everyone tells. Sure, sure. Is that apparently he was the janitor of the hotel oh, that became Lord. Low House. And children were missing from the hotel. Mm. Like the, all the links, all the roads that came in. And that's why it wasn't necessarily a Savannah story. In, in, uh, like, because these kids were from everywhere. You know, yeah, they yeah, were, yeah. They were, Absolutely. You know, so like the stories that were told were in their hometowns. Gotcha. You know, so-and-so went missing here and so-and-so went missing there. And so in Savannah, there are touches of the stories. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, child goes missing. You know, things like that. Um, and that was another thing. According to, again, these are so hard to validate, but according to the legend, the children were never found. Mm. You know, and so there's a, there's a, there's a place on, in O House that mm-hmm. a lot of people, it, it, it's, because um, O House is like a very tall building, but there's also like a flat, uh, it might be the cafeteria. It's an annex. Bag. Yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah, the a- annex. A lot of people think that there used to be a like either a water tower or something there where the killings happened, like oh. like right there on property. And I was like, "That's this is you know it gets so entangled." But that figure, this and his lumen figure, this giant looming scary figure, uh, has just gotten more and more tidbits. People trying to figure it out. That's so bizarre. Yeah, it is. I mean. You know, I never heard, like, the full extent of, like, the child killer story. I just always heard, like, serial killer on the floor and yeah. things like that. So, that is and horrifying. There, uh, have we missed any ghosts? All right, y'all. We are going to be talking about a little bit of a sensitive topic here in this next segment. There's going to be a lot of talk of suicide and things like that. So, uh, this is an official trigger warning. If you do feel like you need help or you need uh, assistance of officials, you can dial 988 for the uh, National Suicide Hotline. No, those are okay. the those are the three. Well, isn't, we well, we mentioned the, the yeah. yeah, on the fourth floor. The, on the, floor. Okay. the belief is that yeah. the serial killer killed the, the girl. Yeah. Okay. And they're on they're on different floors. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So got she's, it, got it, got she's it. running on the fourth floor. And then there's the six. Does it go to six floors? The, the no. top floor, the, the highest floor? Is that yeah. the fourth floor? Isn't there yeah, a that's the fourth ghost? floor. I, thought there was that, a I already ghost. said yeah, that we, one. We okay, okay, okay. The hooker yeah. ghost, that's the serial killer ghost, uh, uh, the little girl ghost. Um, the cleaning ghost. The cleaning lady glo- ghost, but there's also the suicide ghost. Oh, I forgot the about that one. Yes. The roof. Oh, yeah. Or, or the highest floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually called by a, a girl who because of medical issues had a room of her own mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the top floor of O House. And I get this call in the middle of the night because she got my number from a person who got my number. Anyway, I get this call and it's like, help me. Something is horribly, horribly wrong. There's something going on in this room and I don't know what it is. And it's, it's it, uh, you know, I'm having terrible nightmares and, and being in this room is just making me sad and sad and sad. And I don't know why, you know, I'm not sad, <laughs> uh, but I feel unnaturally sad and so going through it we learned that that room has had its issues and the person who stayed in the room before actually left SCAD um, and went into like mental care because they were highly suicidal Mm. but the the question kept coming back and forth and um, and that's it, it, it segues pretty well into the fact that in the 90s SCAD had a reputation for suicide Yep, they did. People were just killing themselves left and right, to include a professor 
who I believe set himself on fire. Yes, I remember uh, that. Then there I was a student that. who threw himself off a of Habisham Hall. He like took all his clothes off and, and jumped off a of Habisham Hall. Yeah. That the roof. There was countless like all these interesting things. But those there was there were like three suicides that happened all in ninety one, I think, or, or or all very close to each other. And it was just like what is going on at this school? Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago that the, the, uh, one of the students uh, jumped off of um, the, the parking garage. The when I was a... Oh, and the bridge. Yeah, yeah that's right. That was, w- that was even sooner. Yeah. When I was a freshman at SCAD, we had three people commit suicide in that same year, which was just so bizarre because... And, and SCAD... Uh, it's and, unfortunate. And it's not it's... publicized highly. No. You usually find out through a, a strain... Like yeah. you, you, it, it takes a long time before somebody's like, "Oh, that was a status." It's suit. because they don't yeah. media doesn't publish suicides. Yeah, that's like anything fair about them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the um, but it it is a weird reputation for a school to have because I remember before I left, I um had a ex boyfriend of mine who lived across the street for uh, from my first grade music teacher. Very random, um, but she saw me leaving the house one time and she was like oh I saw that you're going to SCAD she's like isn't that the suicide school yeah and I was like I'm sorry what and literally <laughs> and had so, that name for a while wow yeah she literally it like, was out of hand because like yeah. I said professors teachers yeah and students you know were were, were both victims mm-hmm. of, of whatever it was that was really driving for sure. the suicide rate you know it's a uh, with with SCAD, you have a lot of people that go there um, from different backgrounds mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, and, um, you know, artists, in, there are more artists with uh, depression oh, yeah, than, you know, I'm not, I mean, I, a bunch of people have depression, like, obviously. But, but what drives but when you it comes to express to, your feelings, exactly, your emotions, what go, oftentimes drives a person to be inspired to art Yes, is, is oftentimes, you know, deep introspection, deep, you know, Absolutely. emotional uh, turmoil. So, yeah, it, it is fascinating. And, and it, it comes to the sure. idea that there's this, this very solid uh, cloud over SCAD mm-hmm. yeah. because I remember it, it was a it was a hard haul to get suicide school out of yeah <laughs> you know Absolutely. out of out of its its vernacular but it never really left it never really got you know well and I think because it didn't change its practices as well either because I can see if you have depression how you can be very easily triggered by some of the curriculum in certain classes mm-hmm. because you do you have to be very intra- uh, introspective in a lot of classes like um you know, even in your foundation classes, they want you to like dig deep and divulge your trauma in front of 30 people you don't know. That can be very harmful to some people. So it's. So I want to, I want to uh, just quickly move on before we end this episode and talk about one last thing. It's that, it's the Savannah Law old building. The, oh, the, oh, yeah. The, the, the new. So that is Kendler. That's Kendler. Yeah. That's Kendler. The new administration. Okay. Building. I mean, yeah. um, you know, what are some, is there any, it's super haunted. A building, oh, my right? Lord. It's yeah. super haunted. It's, okay. It, it was literally. Literally a hospital for a hundred years, and then it was like a mental institution for another. It was a charter, you know, mental institution. Uh, it, it was where the criminally insane were kept on a ward on the top floor. It was absolutely a place of deep death. It's where the morgue tunnel is, you know, that we talked about that goes into Forsyth. Yep. So you're looking at hospitals in general are places of suffering and death, and. Uh, so every hospital has, like, you want some good ghost stories, talk to the, the overnight nurses, you know, talk mm-hmm. to, you know uh, because 
there's a practicality to a place where people accept and understand and experience death having lingering, you know, it's also where people say goodbye. It's where people have their last moments of life with their loved ones. So yeah, um, SCAD took over uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago, uh, Candler was empty for decades. Um, the hospital building itself was empty for decades. Um, the last, the last occupants were a mental institution, uh, and and after that closed, it was just this big, looming, empty, scary, woo, scary building. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of just like an odd placement for it too uh, because like you go up this alleyway to get to the true front of the <laughs> building. And so it feels weird and like kind of otherworldly when you're going down the alley and then you walk, uh, like you roll up to this massive uh, like historic building that just feels odd. And, and, and intriguingly um, that alley was severed for a while because it was actually, because the, the old retirement home mm-hmm. was also the hospital. Mm-hmm. So there was, as it moved into modernity, the the big gigantic. Uh, so when you're looking at the building, you've got this old, you know, 1800s building, and then this large looming uh, apartment structure. But the apartment structure actually was a part of the hospital because it was the main hospital of Savannah. It had this very large, big uh, um, campus. And now, yeah, and, and it was it was weird because it was facing technically the the front doors are facing nothing. You know, it's like yes. a, a parking lot that isn't really there. What I would love to know now is uh, because they made it the administration building mm-hmm. after I left. Um, so I would love to know now because I did find out that they ripped a lot of the interior out of it, yeah. or the original interior, and they replaced it to make it you know SCAD style. That's a very big thing; mm-hmm. has to be on brand. Um, and so it makes me wonder if that didn't stir things up as well because they messed with the original interior. Yeah. Because oh. that happens a lot when you do that in Savannah. I was, uh, I was, I was so close to going to law school because they opened a law school in that building. I was so close. So I was like, I need to go to law school just so I can be in, this be in the building. building. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so if you are a current SCAD student um, and you know anything about any occurrences that have happened after they did the renovations and things like that, I would love to hear your stories because I have not heard much from many SCAD students as of that point. Uh, so Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, share with us your, your ghost stories. We love, we love hearing ghost stories as much as we love telling them. Absolutely. Um, but thank you guys for listening to this episode. It's been fun to go down memory lane and divulge some of my trauma for you. Um, <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoyed. If you don't already follow us on social media, you can follow us on TikTok under Haunted City Podcasts, on Instagram under The Most Haunted City on Earth. You can find us on Patreon and become a para-junkie under the Savannah Underground. And then, of course, you can get to merch on hauntedcitypodcast.com. But with that, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.